Hello, this is Genoa. This is Yuzu. And this is... Hey, all right. It's October, y'all. Y'all know what that means. It's time for the spooktacular reviews we're about to drop on y'all this month uh, to get you prepared for, you know, Halloween and all of the spooky stuff prior to Halloween. Uh, But, you know, we're going to. We're gonna ease you in, ease you in October with a oldie but goodie classic uh, in the form of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yeah, so for folks that aren't familiar with this movie, according to IMDb, this is about teenager Nancy Thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents after she and her friends become targets of the spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove in their dreams in which they die. It kills them in real life. That is a horrible description. Basically, your nightmare kills you. Yeah, in the form of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, now this movie, this is okay. All right, so we have to rewind this back. Now, we're talking about the original 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street, the movie that spawned the mini sequels, which spawned kind of the rebootish uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, things like that. But we're reviewing the original article, the 84 joint, the, the Wes Craven classic. Um, the movie that cost $1.1 million to make and brought home $57 million at the box office. Not too shabby. And, and saved New Line Cinema. Yes. Saved New Line Cinema. It's funny when I rewatched it, like the original New Line Cinema, like logo intro. I was like, what is this? It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's what the old New Line Cinema logo looked like. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So, I, uh, so who is it? Well, it's well, it's only one really recognizable star that like propelled from this movie. <laughs> that out of all the cast, well, two. Well, Freddie. Well, you know, Robert England. And, right. Yes. yes. And this and this little known like up and comer, like you know, young twinkle eyed young lad uh, named Johnny Depp. Um, I think this is his first. His first. It, it was his first film, but he did record. He did film it while he was uh, starring on Twenty One Jump Street. Yes, Twenty One Jump Street. Now I was getting confused. I was like, did this come out after Twenty One or before? 20? Yeah, around yeah, around the same right. Yeah, it was eighty four. Yeah, right? yeah, they came. I think. 21 Jump Street had had its first season and then he like when and then he went to go film this and then he he had in his contract I think that he had to finish season two but he felt he was too big for it uh, mm-hmm. so I think he only did two seasons of uh, 21 Jump Street really it's funny because I don't think I oh, wait, no. oh yeah. wait correction yeah. 21 Jump Street came out in 87 oh Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 87 okay. to 1990. So yeah, this was his first filming thing. Oh, okay. So so years, couple of years down the line, he jumped on 21. Now, are you getting him confused with um what's his name? Michael J. Fox? Because remember he was doing family ties. 
while he was doing Back to the Future. Might be. <laughs> but uh, it's neither here nor there because um, yeah, I mean, we you know we had a, a young Johnny and you know, L jumping into the movie scene, uh, and this movie you know, directed by the mask, one of the masters, um, Wes Craven. Uh, so what's very interesting about this franchise or this movie or like this entry into the horror genre is it's, it's almost the, you know, the first half of the movie kind of feels like almost like kind of like the jaws a little bit. It's like, you don't really see Freddy that much, but you know, he's like kind of lingering and kind of, you know, freaking people out stuff like that. Um, you see the scratches, stuff like that until you get to those gnarly kills by the, which by the way, for me, this movie still stands out as like having like some of the most like gnarly <clears throat> kills in like horror movie in, in the genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're pretty twisted. I feel like in the first one, in this mo- in this movie, the they weren't uh, as twisted as they started to get in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but this definitely, I guess, because this came out right after um, Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth to me was way darker and way more like the the killings were a little more intense yeah. versus this. Yeah. But I feel like this one, because not everyone goes away to camp, mm. but everyone does sleep. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so this sort of plays a little bit more with your like psychological, like you, you can't, you can't escape sleep. Oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unless you're insomniac, then I guess you could. Right. Well, so. <laughs> I went back and rewatched. I I didn't sleep for like three or four. I, I didn't get more than two or three hours sleep a night um, a couple weeks ago. And I went to go watch this. And let me tell you, it's just the perfect movie to put you to sleep. <laughs> it's just it's so nice and relaxing. Okay, please enlighten our uh, viewers on how this is the perfect sleeping age. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't know. I, I have a very t- twisted brain that, you know, just watching this relaxed me. Okay, just to preface this, fellow listeners, Genoa can considers you know explosions and gunfire and action movies as like you white know, noise. White noise, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Cam- chamomile tea, tea, chamomile tea for the ears, if you will. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense that Nightmare on Street was like a Vicks Nyquil, just not going out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, good. I'm glad. So I'm glad we reviewed it. So that cracked the code and gave you some Z's. Um, yeah, it just and, it put me right to sleep. Right. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. Uh, actually, I, I meant to mention. Um, okay, so this this movie is again. I need to flip it again, and it almost felt like like Psycho. Okay, so you know Psycho. You know, everybody go back and watch the Hitchcock Psycho. So. I think it's Janet Lee, Janet Lee, right? So the the first half of Psycho follows kind of Janet Lee and her getting, you know, to the base motel, right? And you know, she gets the base motel, the you know, the the classic iconic imagery of her getting stabbed in the shower, boom, she's dead, right? But the movie kind of carries on with another protagonist. And it's kind of like that with this one. It it follows one teenager in a group of friends, but she gets killed. Like she's the first one to get to get like off, right? And the boyfriend is to blame for a murder. So the movie shifts to her friend Nancy, and the movie centers on her. So like I felt that very interesting with that kind of character device. It's like the movie start off you think you're following one character, but that character is killed and kind of just following the other character. It's like, oh, okay, so I guess the movie's about this character now. Um, which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, like it follows uh the characters that are going to be killed in that in the order that we see him getting killed. Right. Um so you have the the one girl, the first girl that they're that we're following. Um what's her name? Because it was, uh, Nan- uh, Nancy was Tina. There. Uh, Tina, right? Yeah. Tina. Yeah. And then we meet like her boyfriend, and Tina gets killed. Her boyfriend gets is charged for killing Tina. Then he gets killed. Then we follow Nancy and Glenn. And Glenn, who's played by Johnny Depp, is, is supposed to be like supporting Nancy and keeping her awake. Um, but and he's he fails asleep. at his job. <laughs> hey, yeah. This dude falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, because that's um, like you got one job, one job. To like, wake me up, dude. Hell, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I also like that they like give Freddie an actual story, right? Uh, and, and you know they do that in Friday the Thirteenth also, but they don't tell you the story till the very end. Whereas this one, they give you the story at the beginning. That the reason why Freddy Cougar is haunting this generation of kids is because their parents um, killed him in a in a you know like like mob just you kind of mob justified. style yeah 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 <laughs> yeah street yeah. justice yeah street justice yeah mm-hmm. and and definitely justified because he was 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 he molesting and killing children uh he was killing they never say anything about molesting oh, okay yeah. I, in my mind i always add the molesting part but well, he was okay, just killing fun children. fact they rewrote that because originally uh, he was going to be a straight up molester but they just wrote it to he's he just a, just make him a killer kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, okay. But you're on a, you're on the ball though because originally that was going to be his background because of the kids things like that right that the parents right rally but they were like well let's let's take a step further let's just have him kill <laughs> kill the kids. Um, so but yeah but you're right yeah that's originally that was the original script but they rewrote it. His okay okay. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Okay. But yeah, so when, when the kid, when Nancy goes to her mom and says, you know, I've been dreaming about this guy, Freddy Krueger, who has uh, knives on his gloves, um, her mom was like, oh shit, you shouldn't know that name. We killed him. No one knows about this. It's, it was definitely a, key, a situation of um, the street justice coming like bad karma. Oh yeah, yeah. Is there, is there a moral to that? Were they trying to tell a moral like don't, don't result, don't, don't fall don't, to street justice? Yeah, don't take the law in your own hands. Yeah. Um, See, this is a pro, pro cop movie. But, okay, but that's the thing. I think that's what make this movie so interesting. Far as like the conundrum of like what the message is, right? It's like all right, so. If you if that if they did not serve said street justice, he would probably still he would still be alive and potentially killing more people, correct? All right. Yeah. Right. So it's one of those like, what do you do? Or like if you let the system or if you let the system play its part, it may be a chance that Freddy Krueger complete insanity or something like that or expose some kind of loophole in the system that he could potentially not have the punishment that he deserved. So it's like, you know, like, I don't know. I thought that was a very interesting you know, conundrum there as far as, you know, their parents. It's like, yeah. But, hey, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, I never thought like a, a horror movie would raise a question like that until I rewatched it. I was like, huh, that's an yeah. interesting predicament there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I do like, like, so there, there's, I didn't, obviously, as kids, we didn't get that no. conundrum. <laughs> this is, as adults, we're coming back and rewatching it and getting it. Uh, but I also I liked how they had the adults not listening to the teenagers because I just felt very much like real life. Like, oh, you kids are, you know, overreacting. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, and and of course, like most adults are cops in this movie. So that was also a nice little like uh, dig at the cops, even though <laughs> is the conundrum to like leave it to the cops to solve, because even at the end. The cops didn't kill Freddy Cougar. The, the girl did, or did she? Uh, well, I mean, she kind of banished him, but of course, like, he didn't die, or else we wouldn't have, like, 80 sequels. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think he, like, to, like, banished him? I guess she... But yeah, she, she, fig- she banished him. Right, but in other words, she figured it out. She figured yeah. out a way to fight him. Or get, or you know, or, or expose his weakness to vanish him. Yeah. So she had the smarts and the insight where the cops were kind of keystone and kind of bumping into each other and trying to figure out what's going on. You know. Right. Yeah. Again, it's like, well, you know, you know, street, not street, but it's one of those. Would you call that vigilante? Vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but even though, even though, would it be considered that, especially like with her getting Freddy, if technically he's dead? 
I mean, did I lose you? I, I can't, no, I was saying it's like, like technically, he's dead. So you know, so, yeah, yeah, like she's not <laughs> taking justice into her own hands because yeah, she's she's just dealing with a spirit, right? Um, it's you know, it's like Sam and Dean uh, <laughs> taking out ghosts. Right. So yeah. But yeah. it is exposing her parents to the evil that they did mm-hmm. that is now coming back on the children. Right. Exactly. And then I guess, and also, I guess the message could be, well, you know, every, every, you know, every action has a reaction. Every action has a, con- like, every, everything has a consequence to it. So the parents' consequence the consequence of their street justice is Freddy Krueger, right? Like, right, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so weird. Like, I didn't know I'd be like peeling so many layers out of <laughs> the first time in history. Like, damn, like, <laughs> damn, Wes Craven, man, man, this shit got Oscar this year, man, for that or eighty four for that movie. Man, you went deep. You went deep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it's also has a lot of blood and guts and, and killing and everything in it. So yeah, you know, because yeah. it's a it's an eighties night uh, horror movie. So right, you, you have to do the like two people having sex. Of course, the uh. slut's gonna get killed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not a virgin. You're going to get killed. I mean, that's. Like, we we know that from Scream and from all of the eighties horror movies that, that that's a theme. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, I think horror movies was kinda like someone said uh like Ronald Reagan infiltrated the movie industry to promote like <laughs> safe sex and they put that message through the horror genre. <laughs> like if you have sex you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I will put that past him. You know, he was doing a lot of shady shit in the eighties somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would buy that conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, how can we not have these kids have sex? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so okay, so pretty much the ending. Okay, so I have to highlight the, the gnarly kills, and also to tip your hat at what used to be practical effects on set to pull off these things. Just like, I think it was one, I think with, uh, what's it? What was the, who was the, what's the name of the, what was the name of the lady? I got to get Tina. So, you know, when Tina got cut up, like got slashed in her dream and the boyfriend's like looking at up. So like, I think this was the situation where it was on a set and that room was on a gimbal. So it was like slowly kind of turning. So like it made it look like she was kind of rolling around on the ceiling and stuff like that, where, you know, the where the camera was fixed upside down. Um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, doing that old school stuff. I mean, they did it with uh, Poltergeist and Poltergeist movie, Poltergeist movie, and he did it for Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, so they were like doing that, that gag a lot. Um, and also the whole like blood like being poured out of the bed after Johnny Depp gets uh 
Did his come up to the bed? Yes. Like that was so gnarly. Like that's crazy. Um, yeah, visually it's a really cool like for like an '84 like practical effect old school kind of horror movie. They did a lot with not a lot. Um, yeah, there, there's also like there's a couple scenes where it looks like um, like faces are pushing through walls or stuff, and mm-hmm. they basically like did that with a giant rubber wall um, to push through versus having it in all CGI because this is pre CGI. Exactly. Yeah, and I think in the tub scene, like like it was. I think from the, the the girl's legs down, like it was actually like a tank hollowed out. So someone was actually like putting their hands up because actually I think the bottom half of that tub was like hollowed out to have someone actually like at the bottom and, you know, have his hand kind of flick around. Like, it's like cool practical shit. Like, that's, that's, and it it was so cool. Like, you see the hand coming up like a Jaws Sharks fan. I mean, that's, when you first seen that, I'm like, what the hell? Is that, I was going to die. Um, yeah, a lot of cool visual stuff they were playing with. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Wes Craven came up with the name Freddy Cougar because it was a schoolmate of his whom he shared a paper route with and had bullied him for several, several years. So that's one way to get back at your bullies right. is to make them the evil villain in your film. <laughs> that's what that get killed every single <laughs> <laughs> oh lord see I don't say be nice to people because you never know <laughs> you might you know it might be like a like a biologist that's now like you know name a, a virus or something like you <laughs> like oh man why you name me after a virus man that's not cool yeah um because you were a bully that's why but, yes, I mean that's 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 cool. I'm glad he channeled that frustration into his art, and, <laughs> and then we got Freddy Krueger. Yeah, so yeah, it, it, this is really cool. Like going back again and you know rewatching it, kind of and appreciating the, you know, like I said, the the old school way of filmmaking and what they did, especially on like a million dollar budget. They definitely pulled a lot of production out of out of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they did take, it took them one month to film the film it. So they were on a very tight, tight budget. But the special effects, the special effects budget was only 57,000. Um, and the effects designer, Jim Doyle, accepted the work because he was, he was desperate. So <laughs> I feel like they kind of took advantage of his situation, but he did an amazing job. All right. Yes, out of desperation comes master masterpieces are your best work, <laughs> and uh, I think that might have been his best work. I don't know. I need to watch the other stuff he contributed his uh, talents to throughout the years, but I definitely put him on a map. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah, and also, and one of the best endings in a horror movie, like. Okay, with the exception of Friday the Third. Okay, okay, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Um, but I do like, 
I lean more towards the Friday. I lean more towards the Nightmare on Elm Street ending because it remind it was very kind of Brian De Palma Carey esque. You know, it's like you don't know if like it, it's a dream. You don't know if it's like reality. Like you just don't know where you are in that very last scene, um, which made it even more unsettling because you know, like it's just. It, I mean, is she dreaming? or this is reality I'm not sure right is she awake or is the nightmare just continuing yeah right so yeah so I'm gonna lean towards this one more <laughs> uh, yeah most definitely which is pretty cool yeah and the whole like grabbing grabbing mom and pulling her through the door window entrance <laughs> like, yeah that's how that's how you end the movie pretty crazy yeah. okay so our review is uh sit on the sofa and watch it with the family uh have it on in the background while you're doing other stuff around the house or just forget it go on with your life even if you want to forget this movie you can't forget this movie i mean it's a classic it's it's, it's ass on yes smooth fly butt on couch all that good stuff to watch yes and plus you know for halloween it's like this is you know this is a classic like you know how you gotta say you you know you like scary movies but you know you never dug the first nightmare on the street you know it's just you can't can't do it can't do it so and me and Jenna learned so much in our adult years we watching it as we're talking about we're picking apart all of you know the social commentary that we did not know existed in this movie but clearly it, it's a lot of it it would probably make Jordan Peele smile um, but yeah I definitely dig it <laughs> I mean yeah it's sit on the sofa for me it is the perfect uh, remedy to having insomnia uh, for people that you know think that way. So yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Would watch it again, even if I didn't have insomnia. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. A nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, the nineteen eighty four one. West West Craven. Um, it's on. Is it on anything? Uh, it is streaming. Um, I forget what channel. I feel like I watched it on uh, HBO Max. Okay. So HBO Max. Uh, yeah. If you have HBO Max, definitely uh, give it a look-see. If you've seen it a million times, see it a million to one. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if you don't see it, there's probably like on Tubi or something. It's one of those apps that you know, we have to endure like two minute ads every like 15 minutes. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. So there you have it. We'll see you next week with another chilling review. Until then, we wish everyone safe physical distancing and stay safe out there. Yes. Don't fall asleep. Peace.